As your love in wave after wave crashes over me, crashes over me, you make me brave, then you crash over me, and I've lost control, but I'm free. I'm going under, I'm in over my head, and you crash over me, in over my head. <laughs> I mean, this is a Dave Matthews song. <laughs> Which is about the thing that this sounds like this song is about. So I'm going to just go ahead and say they plagiarized Dave Matthews' song. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Cara Devro. And I'm Monet Filka. And today we're going to be total Scrooges or whatever the Valentine's Day equivalent is and turn our noses up at some of the cringiest hymn lyrics out there. We will play a fun game called Pop Song or Hymn Lyrics. And after all that fun, we will leave you with some favorable alternatives to listen to instead. Plus a question from the mailbag. All that and more in a bit. But first, make sure you go over to himpartial.com and sign up for our totally free, totally awesome newsletter. This week's newsletter will include some of the better songs that we talk about in the episode, along with some cool bonus content. Um, If you're listening to this episode and you haven't signed up for the newsletter, I'm afraid that you've missed this week. If you snooze, you lose. So don't be disappointed next week. Head over to himpartial.com, sign up for our newsletter right now. Now, it's Valentine's Day or the day after Valentine's Day. So maybe you maybe you're all over it now. Um, But I have to say, I've never been much of a Valentine's Day fan when I was uh, single. Of course, I hated it because it just reminded me that I was single. And now since I've been married, I realize that it's a really dumb holiday I mean, if my husband were to be extra sweet with me all of a sudden because the calendar hit February 14th, not only would I be super, would it be super awkward, but I think it would make me a bit bitter about all the rest of the days on the calendar. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm all for date night, and the, but it's just the fanfare around this particular holiday is just a bit too much for me. So I don't know, Cara, is it just me? Am I the only Scrooge? <laughs> No, you're good. We're not a Hallmark family either. We don't even celebrate like Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, We kind of just... Really? Yeah, it's just not a thing that we do. I don't know why. Um, We're not particularly like sentimental. Like we love each other very deeply and everything. Mm -hmm. But we're just not kind of like the sort of people that would buy you a card and a box of chocolates. We're more likely to like bake you a meal or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And not just on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, just whenever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just whenever. No, um, I, I I agree with that. We do celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day, but like not in an extreme way. Uh, it's more like we'll call our parents on that day and, you know, hey, we call them the rest of the year as well. So it's not out of the ordinary. Um, but for this episode, I thought, we thought it would be, uh, fun to have a go at some of the hymn lyrics we love to hate. You know what I'm talking about. The Jesus is your boyfriend genre of songs that if you've ever had the misfortune of having to sing out loud, it made you feel awkward. Like you just said, I love you to your teacher in front of your whole class when you meant to say, see you later. So we asked you some of our listeners, uh, which hymn song lyrics gave you the creeps because they were just a bit too romantic. Um, and boy, did you deliver. (laughs) 
Yeah, you guys are having way too much fun with this. Um, some of these lyrics are um, the sort of thing that makes your skin crawl. And some of them are just like, I don't even understand what it is that you're trying to say here. Um, so <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the lyrics um, just one at a time. And then we will just have a wee chat about mm -hmm about what it is that we have an issue with yeah so one that was submitted multiple times by multiple people is from lavish my love by david harper mm. and the lyrics are like this you call me child and i'll call you father kisses from heaven of joy and laughter i want to lavish my love on you jesus okay <laughs> I've actually never heard this song before, but those lyrics are a bit awkward, I guess, to me. Um, I, I have no issue with you call me child and I call you father, though, you know, maybe there there are some folks that would argue about what kind of language we should use talking about that relationship. Father, I think, is perfectly okay. I mean, child yeah. is okay, too. I um, mean, if I, it was like, I'll call you daddy, I'd be yeah. like, really? I mean, those, those, that's fine, but yeah. kisses from heaven of joy and laughter. What? What is, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just don't even get what that means. Like, what does that mean? Am I just being harsh? But I actually don't even know what that's supposed to be referencing there. I think that is a problem with, you're going to see that again and again with these lyrics. It's not just the kind of like, that's a little bit on the boyfriendy side. It's mm -hmm. also that what are you even on about? Like yeah. you're trying to be all sentimental and poetic and we're yeah. just looking at it like, I don't even know what you're saying here. Yeah. Bit strange. And obviously wanting to lavish my love on you. That's just like, ew. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> gross dude just keep that to yourself it's just too uh we might we might say this word over and over again this episode but I just feel like it's too romantic and I think um you know there might be an argument somewhere in here and I don't know if y'all get to that Kara about songs songs of songs you know and like how that's in the bible and we kind of just like jump over it sometimes as christians i don't but i know a lot of christians are like eh, no that's just a song for me and my husband or whatever but it's not it's it's about christ you know so there might be but even that language like i don't think there's anything in song of songs that's like i want to lavish my love on you jesus that just feels like eek but maybe maybe i'm wrong it still feels awkward to sing that out loud in a church with other people. Is it just me? It's not just you. Although what you said about Song of Solomon, um, one of the things that is interesting about Song of Solomon is that compared to other texts of a similar nature from the same sort of um, region, so what they call the ancient Near East, so mm -hmm. sort of Persia and Assyria and that, um, texts from that same time if you read them which I think you shouldn't <laughs> are far far more explicit and Eesh. they're very lustful and stuff so when yeah. you read the song of Solomon it's actually nothing like the culture around it it's very it's not prudish but it's very kind of modest and mm. we're not going to say this we're just going to kind of mm -hmm. draw draw a veil over it sort of thing yeah um, and I think that's relevant to us 
when we look at these songs because we're not to be like the culture around us. Yeah. But maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit. (laughs) Okay, we have to get to the next one. Actually, no, the next one. My my one thought on the lavish my love on you is I think the problem is that when we lavish our love on someone, we're like showering them with gifts and affection. And Mm -hmm. frankly, we have nothing we could ever gift Jesus. (laughs) Right on. It's true. (laughs) It's it's true. Nothing to nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Yeah. So. Uh, So the next one is one that you guys will probably be familiar with because it was, um, it was, um, done very popular. (laughs) It was very popular, but it was also like, there was a lot of discussion around how dreadful this lyric is. And one of my friends who sent this to me did say his other stuff's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, he must've been having an off day when he wrote this. So (laughs) a very off day. So, (laughs) the the line is heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart beats violently inside my chest goodness gracious it sounds more like a like a twilight novel than like a <laughs> do you know what it made me think of um is when you know when you have like that aunt or that great aunt who always like kisses you on the cheek before you leave Mm -hmm. um and it's like super sort of soggy and you're just like oh and then you're kind of like panicking and that's what I was thinking of when I was like (laughs) sloppy wet kiss and my heart's like beating rapidly in panic (laughs) I guess I just don't again this is just my ignorance I genuinely don't know what this line is supposed to be referring to like what is this speaking of in a in a in a metaphorical way in terms of heaven and earth. Like what are we supposed to be gaining from that line or reflecting on biblically from that line as we worship yeah. God? I think that's the problem. It it could be a problem of, of many legitimate, like I say legitimate, I'm not, I'm not delegitimizing everything this guy has done, but I'm just saying like, for songs that have more um, obvious biblical ties, but has that uses kind of flowery metaphorical language. Like some people might be like, well, I just literally don't get what this is trying to help me praise the Lord. Like th- that could be true. I mean, we are not supposed to know everything all the time, but I just, I just, I thought about this a while. I was like, I genuinely don't know what this line is supposed to be conjuring up in my mind as I as I praise God like making out with somebody you know like a slobby wet kiss that just feels like why (laughs) well if you remember from our our episode on what hymns actually are a couple of the things that we said about that are important about hymns is that they're biblical Mm -hmm. um and that they're clear Mm -hmm. and frankly this is neither I'm not really sure like (laughs) I'm sure there must be something about heaven and earth in the Bible that expresses Christ's love or something, but I'm not really sure where this is coming from and I'm not really sure what it means. So that's (laughs) two strikes. (laughs) Yeah. Two strikes. Sorry. You're going to love the next one though. You ready for it? Yep. It's from the popular singer, Carrie Job or Carrie Joby. I don't know which it is. Um, And the song is called The More I Seek You. And she says, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, 
lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace and it's overwhelming. Okay. I mean, benefit of the doubt here, I guess this kind of makes me think of like the Last Supper, maybe kind of makes me think of like, um, was it Mary Magdalene that was sitting at the feet of Jesus? Yeah. And when, then I think it was John, the disciple John, who yeah, like leaned back against him. reclining against him. Yes. I, giving benefit of the doubt, I could say that's the scene she's trying to conjure up. But the personal pronouns, is that the right English? I don't know if that's yeah. English. The fact that she's saying I, I, I. It just is a bit weird because like, well, it wasn't you. It was Mary. It was John. So even if I give the benefit of the doubt, like this being a worship song feels a bit weird. But also, I don't know about the rest of the song, but there's no Jesus in these lyrics. This could be a song about Billy Bob down the street uh, or anybody really. This could be a song about anyone. <laughs> There's nothing divine. There's nothing kingly about this. There's nothing like redemptive in this. It's just like, I'm so in love with you. I just want to sit at your feet and drink from the cup in your hand. And I don't Feel know. your heartbeat. I think maybe the heartbeat is like the thing for me. Cause that's a very yeah. kind of romantic yeah. thing. And it's just kind of that little bit too intimate. Yeah. <laughs> In the wrong way. Like, the, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's the, like, I don't know if I could use that word. Like, it's, like, making everything too, like, lusty slash sexual. I mean, it's, it's not, just, but you know. Yeah, that bit too close to the line. Yeah. Like, you could take it either way, but it's pushing it. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. I think that's it. I would be embarrassed to sing this in church. Yeah. I'd be embarrassed to sing this still stop, I think. <laughs> I, I'm Alone. not, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that kind of thing anyway so it's just too I mean I'm a 90s kid I'm like a 90s R&B kid too so like I know all of the cheesy like cheesy is probably a nice word some of the like intensely romantic R&B songs from the 90s and if if this were if you told me this were the lyrics to like a boys to men song I would be like yeah that, yes that's exactly what it sounds like to me like <laughs> yeah I think maybe the other problem I have with it is it's all about um how I love you and I get butterflies being near you sort mm -hmm. of thing rather mm -hmm. than actually about Christ and his love for us yeah um yeah okay Let's go with another one. Mm -hmm. um, I did get given some lyrics from Reckless Love, but mm -hmm. everybody and his dog has commented on that. So we're going <laughs> to skip that one. Also, actually a song I've never heard. And I have not been incentivized to hear it because of all of the commentary around this song. So I've deliberately never listened to it because yeah. I'm just like, I just, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go Google it and someone else can comment on it. <laughs> um. So the next one is from Bethel and mm -hmm. it's, um, 
As your love in wave after wave crashes over me, crashes over me, you make me brave. Then you crash over me and I've lost control, but I'm free. I'm going under, I'm in over my head and you crash over me, in over my head. (laughs) I mean, this is a Dave Matthews song. (laughs) Which is about the thing that this sounds like this song is about. So I'm going to just go ahead and say they plagiarized Dave Matthews song. (laughs) And if you know that song, you know, you should know that song, but I know that song. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of just like, yeah, that could have been, you know, Linkin Park could have written that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, what are you talking about? Like literally in scripture, I'm just going to be really mean here because Bethel wrote it. So I could be harsh. I'm just kidding. So literally in scripture, it says you will not be tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. Literally, you will not be, waves will not be crashing into you. You're going to be, you're going to be stable on the solid rock that is Christ. What is this song talking about? (laughs) Just jump back, right? To our two episodes, Be Still My Soul. The Mm -hmm. wave and wind still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. And um, those sorrows like sea billows roll. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever my lot that was taught me to stay as well with my soul. And then you got Bethel like being, you crash over me. It's like, <laughs> mm. stop it. Yeah, no, he's stop. our anchor. He's our rock. Um, oh, it reminds me of that Spurgeon quote. I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it's not the rock of ages that's throwing you, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 The sea in scripture is generally, you know, symbolic for for chaos and Mm -hmm. stuff. So, eh. yeah. And and God has has complete sovereign rule over the sea. He was like, be still. See, he rebuked the winds and the waves and they were like, you know, so anyways, it's just a it's weird imagery. I think I think it's weird imagery to say over and over and over again that he's crashing over you. Like, yeah. It's kind he of was, the violence and the drowny vibes yeah. as well. It's not really, doesn't make me feel safe. It's too much. One yeah. more. Let's do one more. <laughs> if okay. we could stomach it. <laughs> I think we can. Um, oh, there's two though that I really want to share with you. Can I do two okay. for quick? <laughs> okay. Um, the first is by Lauren Daigle. Mm-hmm. Your voice like a whisper breaking the silence. You say there's a treasure and you look till you find it. You search to find me. Okay. I mean, what? <laughs> okay. So let, let's be benefit of the doubt here. Okay. The Lord does pursue us, but we are, we are not a treasure, right? Like we're not, we're not like a like a little diamond and he found us and he, he's just wiping off the dirt and there's the diamond. We're not, a, yeah. you know, no, he, ha- he, he, you know, from heaven, he came and sought her, the church, right? He, he did seek us, but what he found was like, like a turd, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it was I mean, nothing to write home about, you know? <laughs> I mean, God's people are precious in his sight, but it's mm-hmm. not because we were precious to begin with. No, we were no. far from it. Exactly. He made us precious. Exactly, exactly. He wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm going to go out and root about in the dirt for some nice stuff. He was like, no, I'm going to make the dirt the nice stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
but yeah it is a song you're kind of like I guess I could give it the benefit of the doubt but mm-hmm. it's nah. okay last one I promise I just okay. <laughs> this one you wouldn't even know um that it was a, a Christian song but it's from Jesus Culture ah. um my heart beats to the rhythm of your heart my eyes focus on your beautiful eyes my life is yours and will be forever my love is yours Sounds like a Gloria Estefan song. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, eh. here, here, here's the here's the least mean thing I'm gonna say. I just think the lyrics are shallow. So I think, yeah, I think like there's no depth. There's no depth to that. It's just kind of like, okay, you rhyme some words and you talked about love. There's there's no reason really for me to praise god in that it's just some some nice song it's probably because i've i've heard some jesus culture i i enjoyed their musicianship yeah but i think that's important to say some of these people are um excellent musicians Mm -hmm. um and if they were secular writers they'd be really great secular writers (laughs) but they just there's a lack of depth And Mm -hmm. there's this kind of almost self-centeredness in a lot of these lyrics. And that's probably our main issue is that it's not rooted in scripture. It's not particularly substantial. And it doesn't really make you think, wow, we have a great God. It just Mm -hmm. makes you think, oh, he loves me. That makes me feel good. It's emotive. Yeah, it's emotive. It's to conjure up some emotion, right? It's like we use the word sentimental a lot on this show um, as like almost an insult. Let me be clear I'm, I have nothing wrong with sentimentality like as someone who loves you know fiction in both book and movie and television form I'm, I'm not you know but what we're being sentimental about needs to be appropriate to the to the thing you know to the object you know so I think like just conjuring up empty sentiment is is not a fruitful thing for the Christian because there's plenty of hymns that are super deep and I'll burst into tears singing them because of the truth of what I'm singing about. It has very little to do with me. It has everything to do with like, wow, like being in awe of God. So I think like a lot of the lyric lyrics we read today, I'm sure the writers, some of them are <laughs> very talented and very, you know, loving, trying to do their best to love the Lord. This is not a personal attack. It really isn't. But these lyrics are trying to drum up fake sentiment where there could be real, there could be real emotions instead, you know? Yeah. They're kind of looking in the wrong place for their inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, if, If they were looking more to scripture, then... I think they would they would have a lot more depth and substance. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, some of these writers have written some great songs. It's just these specific lyrics. You look at them and you think, "Oh dear goodness!" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you not have your coffee this morning. Yeah, um, and I think sometimes we try too hard to mimic the world, mm-hmm. um, and we need to be careful mm-hmm. about that. We should sing about the love of Christ. The love of Christ is amazing. Um, it's definitely something to sing about, but we do need to have that kind of reverence and we do need to remember who God is at yeah. the same time. Um, yeah. So 
we're not saying everything ever written by all these artists is terrible. We're just mm-hmm. saying, like, be careful what you sing. Yeah. Um, actually think about what it is that you're saying or not saying. Mm-hmm. Um, um, with that in mind, I thought maybe we could play a little game. Okay. Um, in which I'm going to read you a few different lyrics and you have to work out were they written as worship songs or are they pop songs? Okay. <laughs> don't feel bad if you don't get them right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's start with this one. You are always there for me. You listen every time I speak. You look into my eyes. You see the things I hide and say that you will never leave me. I'm going to guess that is a supposed worship song. It is. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to shame the people who's... <laughs> no, just no. no, na- no naming and not. shaming. We've already shamed enough. All right, cool. <laughs> um, okay. All my little plans and schemes lost like some forgotten dream. Seems like all I really was doing was waiting for you. That's a toss up. I'm just going to guess pop song. It is. Okay. <laughs> I picked that one deliberately because I was like, oh, I don't know if she's going to get that or not. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It does actually sound like um, a song I've sung before. <laughs> um, I can't get enough of you because I am in love with you. Oh, how I long for you because I'm in love with you. That's got to be a pop song. No. No, no, oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, just two more. Oh. <laughs> okay. I know I can trust in your love in the darkness, in the night, when I'm starving for the light. I know I can trust in your love. You fulfill my every need. I mean, you kind of hope with that last line that it is supposed to be a worship song, but I'm going to go pop song. It is a worship song. No, I mean, yes, because I was right. No, I was wrong. Which one was it? <laughs> you said pop song, but you should have gone with your gut. I should have gone with my gut. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Last one. Mm-hmm. You're ready for this. Barely. <laughs> and it was in the darkest of my days when you took my sorrow and you took my pain and buried them away, buried them away. I'm going to go worship song. That's hiding my heart by Adele. Oh, <laughs> thought that one would get you. <laughs> Gosh, that was so hard. Goodness gracious! I thought I would do better at that game. I didn't, unfortunately. Well, that was really fun. Thanks, Car, for that. And I apologize that you had to sift through all of these terrible lyrics um, as as a bit of research for this episode, but. I don't know. Tell me, guys, did you enjoy that? Do you want to see more of that? Maybe we could revive this for Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we didn't want to leave you with just rubbishy songs so that you're we're going to cleanse your palate with some alternative songs that are good in terms of speaking of our love for the Lord, the intimacy we have with him. But don't go into this weird kind of like who you talking about category. So um, one of the songs that I thought of was I Will Glory in My Redeemer by Steve and Vicki Cook. 
This is from what I can tell also a Sovereign Grace song written back in 2000. Um, And this song is a great alternative because, like I said, it speaks of the joy and intimacy that we have in our Redeemer, the one who has saved us. But it's more about God than it is about us. So I'll, I'll read you the lyrics. I will glory in my Redeemer whose priceless blood has ransomed me. Mine was the sin that drove the bitter nails and hung him on that judgment tree. I will glory in my Redeemer who crushed the power of sin and death, my only savior before the holy judge, the lamb who is my righteousness. I will glory in my Redeemer, my life he bought, my love he owns. I have no longings for another. I am satisfied in him alone. I will glory in my Redeemer, his faithfulness, my standing place. Though foes are mighty and rush upon me, my feet are firm, held by his grace. I will glory in my Redeemer, who carries me on eagle's wings. He crowns my life with loving kindness, his triumph song I'll ever sing. I will glory in my Redeemer, who waits for me at gates of gold. When And when he calls me, it will be paradise, his face forever to behold. Amen. I love that song so much. It's really good. And I think like, as I mentioned, the object of this love is God, but it's also alluding to some biblical passages. You know, the second verse is the most kind of romantic-y, if you even want to use that word, which I won't really. Uh, but it's not, it's not like flowery. It's just sort of matter of fact. It's like, yeah, he bought my life. He owns my love. I have no longings for another. My gripe here is probably, I would say, I don't want to long for another, but I'm sinful, right? But it's speaking of the the perfect satisfaction that we can have in Christ. Um, and then additionally, in verse three, um, it has some great references to being carried on eagle's wings, which is flowery language, but that is thoroughly biblical stuff, you know, like that's in the Bible. Um, so I don't think men would feel awkward singing this song either, but we're both mm-hmm. ladies. So if you're a guy and you listen to the show, first of all, let me know if you've ever sung this song before, or if you heard the song before, or if now after hearing the lyrics, would you feel awkward singing this? Give it your endorsement or your thumbs down. <laughs> I think that's actually a good test. If a guy would feel awkward singing it, it's probably getting a little bit too touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it depends on the guy. I also have a song to recommend to you. It's a little bit older. Um, It's the song, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus, which Mm. is, I didn't just pick it for its excellent dramatic minor key, um, (laughs) but also for its lyrics. Yeah. um, Because I really, really like them. Um, Yeah, it's it's not kind of like about the warm fuzzies and how much I love Jesus and how much it makes me feel better when I'm feeling down. It's about his sacrifice and commitment to his people. It's about his glory. Um, It's about how his steadfast love carries us through even the darkest times. Mm -hmm. And the very best thing about it is that it talks about how his love forgives my sin so that I can one day stand before God and praise him as I should. And that is the love of Christ. So the lyrics are, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, 
leading onward, leading homeward to thy glorious rest above. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, spread his praise from shore to shore. How he loveth, ever loveth, changeth never, nevermore. How he watches over his loved ones, died to call them all his own. How for them he intercedeth and watcheth over them from the throne. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, love of every love the best. Tis an ocean vast of blessing, tis a haven sweet of rest. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, tis a heaven of heavens to me. And it lifts me up to glory, for it lifts me up to thee. Amen. There is some there is some oceans crashing over over you in that in that rolling song. Rolling is different. <laughs> it's, it's more gentle, and it moves yeah. on, right? You're just there. It's and like taking you pastures. somewhere. It's, yeah. it's not just like getting you soggy. Yeah. I, lo- I yeah I really enjoy that. I've I've sung that song a handful of times, and it's it is it is a fun dramatic key. Um, but great. I, I think we're nearly out of time, but we did want to get to a question from our mailbag. So thank you so much for those who send questions in. We really will try to get to them, um, in our episodes whenever we have a little bit of time. So Cara, what's our question this week? Our question this week was for those who maybe didn't grow up hanging, singing hymns and, um, aren't that familiar with them where's a good place to start can you recommend like resources or like bible studies or just how to, how to get into that if it's not something you're familiar with I think that's a good question um to be honest like if your church or if you've just become a Christian and you you're kind of getting your footing in in a local church and and don't really know a lot about Christian music. You know, we have suggested on the show before, like Sovereign Grace music, again, not being paid for this endorsement. That's <laughs> twice we've talked about them in this episode. But um, they are very good because they have um, they have quite a number of original songs, but they also have um, kind of made popular some older hymns that maybe we haven't sung in recent decades and they play those as well, like on their CDs and stuff like that. So I think it's really lovely that they are, you know, committed to um, re-energizing and reviving a younger generation for hymns and hymn singing. Also, um, Indelible Grace do this really well as well. They actually do take majority old hymns and give them new tunes, which is very lovely. Um, I think that'll just grow your appreciation because I also didn't grow up in the church and I didn't even in the church I was saved in, we didn't sing overly much in terms of like hymns, like traditional hymns. So, you know, I think Indelible Grace and Sovereign Grace music are good starters. There's many others, but those are my suggestions. Yeah, I second that. I was also thinking as you were talking, one of the things that helped me a bit was the um, Christian Hymns app. Because if you if you want to be um, learning stuff and singing at home, what they have is all of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a little hymn book app on your phone, but they also have the piano accompaniment. So you can yeah. just press play and it'll play the tune for you and it'll play the number of verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good because if you don't actually know any hymn tunes, then you <laughs> can just listen to it and learn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sovereign Grace is definitely a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this great podcast with these two girls and they talk about hymns. 
Yeah, I think it rhymed with shim Narshal. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, great questions. Great time. I had a lot of fun today. Um, episode's a bit longer than our usual, but to be fair, I think sometimes we gotta really dissect some of these lyrics and <laughs> talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, we really hope you enjoyed this. If you are watching us on YouTube, why don't you go ahead and give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. Um, if you're listening to us on whatever podcast uh, service you listen to, it'd be great if you could leave us a review, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, and again, don't forget to go to himpartial.com and sign up for our newsletter. It is the best way to talk to us and for us to make sure we're keeping in contact with you. Plus, you get cool bonus content like some of the stuff we talked about this week. Our, our, new, our newsletter subscribers already got it, so they already know what's coming. They're not surprised. So um, until next time, it's been great to see you guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.